Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh my god. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 25 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're the often imitated but never duplicated. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by, in part by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. You get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him, Let's Go Booze Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit Center Ice Brewery today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there enjoying any uh, number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. So that's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. We're broadcasting live this Tuesday, March 2nd. 2021. This is franchise episode number 291 all time. Your hosts tonight are usually Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for us if you're listening to the show. I assume you know how to use the internet. Uh, we're dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show, smash the bell so you get notifications when we do go live. Hi guys, nice hat, Jeff. Oh, hell. oh, thanks. Yeah, these are my friends over at uh, TGB Sports. They uh, shameless plug for them because they hooked me up with this free hat. Um, actually, they had a podcast for a while, the Game Plan. Hmm. Uh, we had uh, was it Washed Up Tendy was part of that? The, oh, is that the Twitter, right? The Twitter fella. Hmm. Him. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, the owners of the company are friends of mine, guys I used to work with at Total Hockey. They do great work. Anybody's interested, check them out over in uh, the Recplex South Rink in St. Charles for 
inline and ice hockey stuff. But uh, great stuff over there. The Game Plan Sports. Boom. Nice shirt, Bill. That's that's how, that's how you do a promo. Hmm. Very well done. That was that was actually. Where's, where's our hats, Jeff? Um, you yeah. don't get any. <laughs> we see how you are. Well, it's just Bill's, they wanted to... the best looking host to have a hat, so mm. I got one. Well, I thought you meant my hat. You get to pull first Discord duty then. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm but, good with that. Bill is sporting a uh, a nice uh, goalie mask shirt. You got. Uh, what we got here? We got. Uh, yes. Is it Liu Joseph and? Uh, we got... Who's that other one? The it's the Allen uh, Winter Classic. Okay, all right, nice. Interesting, so, um, yeah. interesting addition to the other two with Allen, with Liud and Joseph. Yeah, this uh, yeah, I mean it was timely uh, when this was created. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, makes sense. One of one of my uh, one of my favorites. Uh, um, uh, hockey websites uh, to to get anything um, you know, hockey and art related. Uh, hockey by Design. Um, they have a great store. Uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, cool things. Um, t-shirts like this. I have another one. Canadians um, with Jacques Plante, um, Ken Dryden, and Patrick Law. Same same motif. Um, but uh, yeah, there's an artist on there, Ali Kloss, who does a lot of goaltender uh, mask designs. Um, I'll be putting up a bunch of uh, prints that I've acquired over the last couple of years uh, in my office. So hopefully, uh, hopefully next show you'll uh, I'll be able to show those off a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, check them out. Good, good, uh, good follow. Especially uh, you know, they they do jersey reviews and uh, you know all kinds of, similar to aesthetics. Um, you know, whenever uh, new jerseys come out, they'll uh, they'll do reviews and great follow. Hockey by design. Uh, Bill, Man, these free plugs were given here, guys. <laughs> Kurt, what are you yeah, plugging tonight? I got I got nothing. <laughs> I got I, I mean I, I'm getting a shirt in the mail this week, and I can plug it next week, I guess. But I mean I paid for the shirt, so I'm not sure I want to plug them. <laughs> oh, I, I paid for yeah. this too. Well, so. I, yeah, yeah. So and Jeff's only I got free stuff. I didn't. I was say I didn't pay for anything. Hmm. Well. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk after well, the show. Austin Lynch. Hey, Austin Lynch. We need Let's Go Blues radio beanies. I agree. That's mm. something I've said that we're going to do for a long time, and we haven't done it. As long as we don't I'll call them, into that, As Austin. long as we don't call them beanies, we call them toques. We can't, right. can't call them beanies. I think there's right. a difference. It's a hockey. You're, is, that not a, is that not a toque you're wearing? Uh, I think this is a toque. What do you call the ones without the little pom-pom at the top? Oh, that's not a toque. I call... I call those beanies. I'm going to look up toque. Mm. I mean, maybe so I'm wrong here. That's what toque, I've always done. A toque is a chef's hat, but I've always called you know what, what to- you know, what Jeff's yeah. wearing. Yeah, it, it's ball on top just, or no ball on top toque. I yeah. mean, well, I'm getting pictures of both, so. Yeah. Be- I, I call my regular ones that I wear the ones without the balls on the top. I call those uh, beanies. So we'll see. I could be completely off. Maybe that's just my own thing. Uh, I, I think beanie is more of an American thing, is it not? Oh, for sure. I think because Tuke's, Tuke's Canadian and and a beanie's American. That's the difference. They're, they're they're probably all. I mean, that's my point. We're a hockey show. Let's call them Tuke's. Um, it's because we're gonna be cool. Uh, Bill mentioned uh, Discord duty. Uh, we launched a Discord server. 
last, I guess, you what, yeah, two two days ago, yesterday, two days ago, um, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it, we kind of soft launched it, so uh, uh, and uh, people can kind of join as they want to, and uh, uh, just you can go there, you can talk blues hockey to the blues fans uh, anytime you like. Uh, there's an open voice chat if you want to chat, you know, uh, with your voice, not just text. Out of the fans too, if you if that's your thing. But uh, uh, we also started it so we can do some uh, uh, post game stuff on there with us, so we can go on there and and uh, talk with uh, some of you guys uh, after Blues games. So uh, and we can also do uh, post show shows on there. So we're looking for a name for that. So uh, yeah, we well we we've, we've come up. Well, Kurt came up with a couple. Late night was a late night. Well, let's go Blues Radio. Uh, midnight Blues. Uh, I liked both those, but. Hey, why not? If you're interested, and anybody who knows anything about Teal Town USA, we are literally stealing that idea from them. Right. And uh, but because we love them, and they put on a great show, and we actually Kurt and I joined them on Saturday. That's fun. After we we did the, we did their show with them, then we did their Discord chat after the show, and that was a lot of fun. It was. I had a great time. Yeah. There's no there's no script. There's no uh, outline. Really, it's just you go in there, you just talk. It's like it's like yeah. guys, guys it's like guys at a bar talking, um, and uh, uh, you know the 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 anyone else can go in there and chat too. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, so it's just like open forum kind of a thing, just to go in there and just uh, shoot the shit. So uh, we'll give that a go, and it'll be out there. So you guys can go out there and use it as you will. Uh, you can access it by letsgoblues.com slash discord d i s c o r d, and the link is on letsgoblues.com too. So you can check it out there. So uh, give it a go. Uh, go there, uh, sign up. If you don't know what Discord is, it's basically a chat room on steroids. It's a, a bunch of different options you can do. It's just it's kind of neat. There's some bots in there that'll post things uh, automatically, uh, which we're working on getting that working. So should be fun. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking the post game sh- talks, the post show talks, uh, well, those will kind of be not all the time for us. Mm-hmm. Come and go, right? Yeah, but um, but yeah, we'll. I'm planning on doing one tonight. But we'll see. It depends on what time we get done here. So if you're interested, go ahead and join us. Like Kurt said, let's go blues.com slash discord. We uh, launched a new sponsor last week. We didn't have time to really talk about it because we had uh, uh, Ben Hawkman on as our guest last week, which was fantastic. Um, So we we had to kind of shift the show around a little bit um, and we didn't. uh, But I wanted to talk about just for a second, uh, Centerized Brewery. We're very happy to have them on board. Couldn't be prouder to announce uh, that we've, uh, well, we keep saying it. If you if you see a sponsor on this show, it's a sponsor that we genuinely enjoy, and we proudly stand behind. And Centerized Brewery epitomizes, epitomizes that for us. I think um, uh, we 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 had Steve Albers, uh, owner of Centerized Brewery, on our show uh, right before they opened up. I think it was like three or four years ago. Was it uh, four years ago? Uh, yeah. And then I had him on again. Yeah. Uh, yep. The summer Twice. I did that interview series. Yep. And uh, yeah. it, it, it was so. We were so excited for him to open, and uh, it, was a, it was a fun thing to have him on. We we pitched it as a fantastic place to watch hockey and a uh, fantastic atmosphere and a fantastic beer, and he delivered with that. So I know the three of us have been there countless times, and uh, uh, we were there for the grand opening. Uh, and if I lived closer, I'd be there more. Uh, I'm just across the river, so it's uh, I go over there when I can. But uh, So welcome aboard Center Ice Brewery. We're happy to partner up with you guys. Uh, and the next time you're at Center Ice, look for our blues uh, and stag beer parody mashup stickers that they have for sale. Uh, they're the same ones that are, are for sale on our website as well, letsgoblues.com. So uh, give that a look. But they're also available at yeah, centerizebury.com uh, too. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, great stickers over there. Are they up right now? I know we checked they last are. week and they weren't up yet. They are. They had awesome. them up. Yep, they have them up. 
Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, going over to, uh, I would say if you're interested in that sticker, go on out and support the sponsor. Uh, go ahead and buy it over at centericebrewery.com. You can get it at letsgoblues.com slash shop, but check out the sponsor. We like that better. And they, uh, yeah, again, I mean, we don't, we've talked about this place for years, literally, um, about how much we love this place. So I just want to tell a quick story. I was talking to a friend earlier today. And um, he was like, hey, congrats, man, on, on getting center ice for the podcast. And and it was just we got to talk and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, they basically been an unofficial sponsor for since they opened. I mean, we've had their beer so much. And uh, so it's it's just crazy because it's it's like they're giving they're 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 partnering up with us, but they're basically already partners. Yeah, so let's just be right. honest here. Yeah, <laughs> we we talk about stuff we like, which we, the intro of the show, you know, we we did that. They're, they're, those, what we mentioned, they're not sponsors of the show, but we, I mean, we talk about and we talk about Sunrise a lot. So it's, um, it's a fantastic place to uh, to watch a game and uh, to drink some beer, uh, to hang out. So um, as, as things begin to open up a little more, uh, give them uh, uh, some some of your time. So, um, today, are we there already? Oh, oh, official beers episode number uh, two ninety one. I was jumping ahead there. <laughs> <laughs> I scrolled down and I stopped. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is at C Price twelve. Jeff's is at J Ponder ninety four, and Bill's is at Billy Blue Note thirty three. So, uh, Bill, I see you have a dark beverage and a clear glass. What do you got? I do. I do, um, and it is—it's not KBS as the classes, but it's Founders, um, Panther Cub. Uh, it's the latest in their barrel-aged series. Um, it is a uh, maple vanilla porter, uh, aged in bourbon barrels. Um, founded at Randall's in Fairview, and uh, love it. It's very good. Um, and uh, I promise I, I'm going to be on the Mo side. Uh, this weekend, and uh, we'll uh, pick up some center ice so that I can rock our sponsors uh, <laughs> for my beer for a couple of weeks. Very cool. Jeff, what you got? Well, uh, I've got one of our great, one of the great places we were just talking about, uh, Center Ice Brewery. Uh, I got that Revolving Pale Ale Series 4, uh, just a, a solid pale ale. And um, they I, still my favorite is, if you check out the shirt I'm wearing tonight, the old arena lager. Nice. Uh, that is uh, that is one of my favorite beers in the area. It's just a good, smooth drinking beer. But the revolving pale ale is fantastic too. So if you haven't had that, you can buy six packs on their site. That's where I got this from, and then go pick it up, or they'll even deliver in certain areas. But uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Love their beer. We didn't think this through. You've got you've got a sunrise beer this show. We should have ended with you, but uh, for. Lead-in reasons, but okay. Here's here's my uh, here's mine. Uh, I got the O'Fallon. Uh, give me some of that uh, brown ale. It's chocolate, coconut, caramel. It's uh, the uh, Girl Scout cookie Samoa knockoff kind of a thing. Uh, it's part of the uh, cookie pack, the cookie bout stout thing uh, from O'Fallon. Which oh no, this is not a stop out. This is the, the cookie, cookie the cookie tin. cookie tin. Yeah, that's what it's called. I'm getting all my variety packs mixed up. <laughs> uh, but it's a brown ale. It's very good, and it uh, you can taste uh, the the coconut, the chocolate, and the caramel. Uh, it's pretty good. I think I've had this on the show before. Hey, I just I just want to add right now in the uh, the YouTube chat, uh, winning unlimited. Stop nerding up the chat. 
Good Lord. He's talking to, to Austin Lyncher, a high school listener, about what his favorite math theorem is. What are you doing? This oh. is supposed to be a cool show. Who Does anyone have a favorite math uh, theorem besides, oh, uh, Adam, besides Adam does. I mean, besides Adam. Obviously yeah. Adam. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who. Maybe Einstein? No, he was bad at math, wasn't he? No, I think he was very good at math. Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought that was where he excelled. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm way yeah. up. Uh, Chebyshev's theorem. That's that's a statistical thing. Yeah, that's what I'll go with. I got that in math appreciation class because, you know, I'm not good at math either. I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Get prepared for St. Patrick's Day with Manscaped if you're going to get a little lucky. Manscaped is the global leader for blow the waist grooming and an official sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. You and your partner will get lucky, all right? Their lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold like no other. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. To ensure you have the best tools for your family jewels, visit manscaped.com and use promo code LGB for 20% off and free international shipping. Also, Every purchase at Manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. Do you know Do you know how hard it was recording that? To, to do the uh, to say testicular cancer society um, when you're rattling off something and trying to do it, you know, not fast, but, you know, not not slow. And, and like you're reading it. <laughs> oh, my. And, and once you start to screw it up, you you just totally bomb it for like seven or eight takes in a row. Um, I'm sitting here cussing into the mic. I could not say testicular cancer society <laughs> to save my life. That, that is, that is one of my favorite things to do is like re-listen to when I'm like recording a, a spot when I did it on the radio or when I do it here for this show, I'll, I'll listen back and I'll just hear, you know, brought to you by Met. Fuck. Yeah, it's brought the- to you. Damn it! I, I think at one time, I think at one time, I got, I was like, a, you know, to take the motherfucker. <laughs> see, see, we we should do like all the other podcasts do, and uh, uh, have uh, uh, what is what's the the pay for service where we put all of our outtakes on there. You guys just gave it away for free. Oh, um, yeah, uh, that's 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 good. Um, uh, yeah, that's um, what is that called? Yeah. That's uh, uh, it, that's it gonna is, drive me nuts, Bill. It, it escapes me. Let's get to some comments while we're trying to think of it. Um, we got uh, we got a lot here actually already. Uh, good to good to hear from everybody here. A uh, lot from Winning Unlimited and Austin Lynch uh, talking about toques and hats there for a while. Um, Austin Lynch talking about. Uh, how he's not 21, and then he asked me to bring him a centerized beer to the Ponder Cup. By the way, I don't know if you boys knew that. Austin Lynch is playing in the Ponder Cup. Hmm. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, tell you what, Austin, if I draft you and we win, I will give you a center ice beer can, an empty can, because you are not 21, <laughs> sir. Can you even do that? Can you still give him a can? I don't think you can. It, you, I, mean, I have no idea. Because, well, you can't give out uh, – I know the Cardinals can't give out, like – 
items with Bud Light on them to underage kids. Is that correct? You know the, the giveaways. Yes, that's true. So yeah. technically, right, I, I I revoke. I revoke what, what I said. Who cares? I I I collected beer. I, will, I, I collected will. beer cans. I had like a hundred and fifty beer cans on my wall when I was when I was like fifteen years old. I will let you watch me drink out of the Ponder Cup. How about that? <laughs> because that does happen, by the way, when we win and this gets cleaned very thoroughly every year. The winner winning team <laughs> typically does take a lot of drinks out of it. It it should be thoroughly cleaned after Gold had it. Uh, saw some pictures, that is, and it was, <laughs> it was. You should, <laughs> yeah, Mister Mister Gold had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, who you knows? Know when he returned it, he he even brought extra cleaning supplies. He's like, in case you want to go over this again, <laughs> and I'm like, good lord, dude. <laughs> uh. And uh, Puck Guy fourteen has joined the chat. Our friend from Teal Town USA, guy we talked to a lot on uh, Saturday. Had a good time with him. By the way, uh, Eric, I don't think I told you, and I've, I feel comfortable telling you now. I was very drunk when I was on your show, and I'm not sure if it came across or not. Kurt, oh yeah, did I come across that way. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. I figured. Uh, well, you, you, I was... you did tell me beforehand, or right, before, right when you joined, or right at the beginning of the show, you said you texted me. You said, "Ah, oh, I'm drunk," and so I looked for it. And I saw it, but I'm not sure if those who didn't know could tell. Yeah, I was, I was very, I was trying to behave <laughs> and and not be obnoxious, but I was, I was a good ten to twelve beers deep at that point. Uh, we've got, uh, he says, Manscaped, great work, and I believe the GF used your code, uh, and she was happy. So thank you very much, Teal Town. We appreciate that uh, for the uh, the support from you guys. Good. I was, I was just gonna ask about that because we we discussed uh manscape with him on the uh when he was on uh a while back so uh, uh i wonder if they got the uh performance package uh which you can uh you get two free gifts with that right now with boxers you get the boxers and the shed travel bag um and again we've man i hate to, to keep plugging our sponsors like this but the boxers those are the most comfortable boxers i own they're good. I'm, they're, I mean, everything I've had from them has been just some quality stuff. I, I it's it's funny because they they don't talk about the boxers or their or their t-shirts, but you know, they talk about the shavers and the and the uh, body washes and the uh, conditioners and stuff like that. But uh, it, it says something when their boxers and their shirts are are amazing. It's like, well, God, stuff they don't even push is great. The stuff they do push is fantastic. So, um, where are we at here? We are on uh, Today in Blues uh, History, are we not? We're, I'm all we messed are. up. We're all, me- I, I, we're all messed up on this show. We always are. <laughs> Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, March 3rd, March 2nd, 2021. Uh, March 2nd, 1991. Brett Hall became the only the third NHL player to score 70 goals in back-to-back seasons in a 4-4 tie versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Hextall was in net for the Flyers. Hull's goal made it 4-2 in the third, and this was during the Blues' long winless streak in Philly that started after the Blues famously went into the stands in Philadelphia to fight some fans. So uh, I think that's, that was around 72. So uh, this game was in 91. So we were they were going on 20 years without having won in Philadelphia. And they had a 4-2 lead in the third period in this game. And then Berube scores for the Flyers, in the third to make it four to three, and they eventually tied it four to four, and that's how it ended. That because, son of a bitch! Because back in the day, they had ties. They kissed their sisters back in the day, and I always said I would rather lose than tie, because I sit sat there for two and a half plus hours, and nothing was accomplished, aside from getting a point, you know, 
uh, in the standings. I disagree. I disagree, but I always disagree with you. You'd rather, right. you'd, you'd rather and, tie? And, and, no. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't know. I never had a problem with ties. I, I would rather I'd rather somebody win the game. I want to sit there. I want to see a winner and a loser. I don't want to see a tie. I don't see it. <clears throat> yeah, but that thing can lead to the shootout. Now, if we can get rid of the shootout, we go to, go to it, it you also, know, just unlimited overtime until it's over. It, well, it also led to the three-on-three, which is fantastic. I would love to see four on four for like three, like four minutes, then three on three for three minutes, I, two on two for two minutes. I think I said that uh, back when they first were debating about going three on three. I was like, I was kind of mad about it. I was like, why are they going three on three? Go to four on four for five minutes, and then go to three on three for five minutes, and then there aren't going to be many games to go to a shootout. And there actually aren't many games to go to a shootout anymore. It's not like it happens the all the time. Starting this year, there was actually a couple. It was kind of surprising. There yeah. was, uh, yeah, but, I'd but, say, like the first week, there was a few of them. But yeah, I agree. Normally, no, you yeah. don't see shootouts anymore. So I mean, I mean, for people to complain about the shootouts, they don't happen that often. I mean, it's not like they happen every night. Um, not really. So. They were for a while. They back in the day. they were, but I think team I, I, for some reason that's not happening anymore. The three on three is why it's not happening. Anymore. Oh, right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blues topics. Uh, the Blues uh, signed goalie prospect Colton Ellis. He's a 20-year-old netminder uh, drafted in the third round, 93rd overall in the 2019 draft. Uh, he's 6'1", 187, played four seasons in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, he's 96, 31, and 11 in his career there with a 2.35 GA and a 911 save percentage. Not too bad. Uh, but he's 16-1 this season, 16-1-0, with the uh, Charlottetown Islanders of the QMJHL, and he's uh, got a 1.89 GAA and a 9.22 save percentage. So he's uh, he's looking pretty good. I uh, yeah. I want to give a little plug to the show a little more again before uh, we, we uh, talk about him. That, uh, season 9, Episode 5. So this season, we had uh, somebody, David Sis from the Puck Authority, uh, came on talked with me about Colton Ellis. Uh, and he actually, the same, the same show... Uh, I had uh, I had another discussion with him right after that about uh, Dakota Joshua, who was very topical at this moment. So you said his and name then right at the end of that. <laughs> I did not not Dakota Johnson. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and uh, also uh, that was the last episode of the Past to the Future series. So it had all of our best clips, I think, from many of the uh, interviews we had. So that's a great show. Not to not to pl- toot my own horn, as I was the only host that show. Uh, but that was that that brought a lot of good stuff about blues history and blues future. So check that one out. Uh, one of my proudest shows we've had on Let's Go Blues Radio. We should, uh, but we uh, should get a we should get a, a we should get a, a saying going. You said not to toot your own horn. We should switch it around. And say from now on, we say I don't want to I don't want to horn my own toot. That's much funnier. Could do that. I don't mean to Dakota my own <laughs> Joshua. No, no, no. Horn, horns no, and toots. No. We're doing horns and toots. Just stick okay. with horns and toots. Horns and toots. Got it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so about Colton Ellis. Uh, and, Bill, I want to get your take. I'm not sure how much research you've done on him. If you watched game tape, four hours, eight hours of worth, whatever. Oh, only, um, the, only but, the very uh, best of the best watch eight hours of game tape on a uh, on a prospect. That's true. Great. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, yeah, like you said, drafted into the third round. And, and, again, going back to that conversation I had with David Sis, um, he's very impressive. Um, he's He's put up some some great seasons. Now he's with a good team there in um, Charlottetown. I think before that he was with another team, and I think he did really well with them too. And they were a good team. So he's 
he's a guy who's benefited from good teams, but you know, it's not just you have to be good to play on good teams. You know, it's not like you know he's he's giving up five goals a game and they're scoring seven. He's still putting up great numbers. So, a guy I'm interested to see and uh, definitely one to keep your eye on for the future. Uh, the Q's uh, Q's always been known as a great goalie breeding ground. Um, I haven't uh, haven't had the uh, eight hours to devote to uh, watching game tape, um, but I mean this the stats are impressive. I mean sixteen one and zero record this year. I mean that's just that's insane. Um, you know the last the last Blues goalie prospect to come out of the queue was Jake Allen, and you know he he had his ups and downs, but he was. He has turned out to be a very serviceable NHL goalie. So uh, if, if we can get that, you know, uh, you think at this point Ellis projects to be three, four years away, um, you know, depending on uh, how things shake out the rest of this season, uh, you know, we might see him sooner than later. Um, but uh, give him the time to develop and... You know, that goaltending is, is finally like, you know, our depth chart on goaltending is, has finally gotten pretty decent. So uh, that'd be that'd be really nice if if, if we could get uh, someone in the, the I mean, Hofer 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 is in the in the in the system. But uh, it'd be nice if we could get that guy that people are talking about coming up, you know, um, and he's putting up some really good numbers right now. So hopefully he keeps it up. And in a year or two, people are like, hey. Uh, uh, Ellis is knocking on the door. You know he needs to get some playing time with the Blues. So that, that'd be kind of fun if he uh, if he pans out. Uh, Bill, Patreon, Patreon. Yeah, Eric called it out in the uh, the chat. So, oh, he did. Yeah, I. Oh, he did. I missed it. Yeah, it, I was gonna say you know something stupid like um, Parthenon, but you know I I had the right <laughs> letters, but a couple extra, but. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't that's, know. That's hilarious. Mouth. Parthenon. That's hilarious because that was that was the first thing I thought of was Parthenon. I'm like, wait, that's not right. I know it's <laughs> got all these letters, just not coming out right. Just it's, they're in a different order. Same letters, different order. They're uh, on the alphabet. Figured it. Figured out. Damn my brain. Figured out. <laughs> There's only 26 letters in the alphabet. You should be able to put them together and get the right word. Uh, the, uh, the, as a wild game in San Jose, the blues had on Saturday, uh, Bennington versus Dubnik and net. Um, there's really only a couple of things to talk about in this game. I guess <laughs> the fact that there was, uh, uh, 13 goals scored, um, Dubnik, uh, stopped 24 of 31. Ouch. Um, blues won this one seven to six, um, in a back and forth, uh, whoever scores last wins kind of a game, uh, set an initial record for the number of times a game was tied, uh, which was uh, brought up on the uh, Teal Town podcast that we were on on Saturday, which was kind of cool. Uh, never more than a one-goal lead for either team in this game at any time. Uh, De La Rose was injured. He'll miss significant time. That sucks. Um, he was playing, you know, he's playing a, a serviceable, uh, decent uh, role in the fourth line. Um, uh, before we move on to the next point, because I, I, this probably will be a topic of conversation, I just want to touch on a couple of these. First of all, Number of times a game was tied, set an NHL record. Uh, do you guys have the number that was? Because can, it is crazy to it. think a game with that many goals, it was tied that often. Well, like, it was tied nobody zero. really. Do you count zero zero? Well, no, but let's I'm count zero zero. Uh, well, yeah, you have to count zero zero. Okay, yeah, zero zero. Um, so yeah, but no, I'm just saying that they, they with how many times that that game was tied, 
it's crazy. You think like nobody got a stranglehold on that game. It was just back and forth, back and forth. And that's the kind of game that high scoring fans like. They want the high scores. They want the back and forth. Not my favorite type of hockey to watch. No. It's very frustrating. But um but I, you know, fun game still, still interesting. I mean you're you're out of your seat the whole time. Every every break in, every chance you're thinking, Oh, there's gonna be a goal here. Here comes the next goal of the game. Uh, I think counting Kurt seven, seven times, I think. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I think that's a lot. Yeah, seven times the game was tied. Um. Yeah. So, uh, uh, like I said, Dela Rose was injured. Bennington uh, was pulled after the fourth goal against. He stopped uh, fifteen of nineteen. Uh, one was a softy. I'm not. I don't think I had a problem with the other ones uh, of him, but that 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 one that went by his glove. I thought. He should have that every time, uh, which was the last one he gave up. So uh, that was that was one of the weakest goals I think I've ever yeah. seen him give up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. I don't I don't know what happened there. He just missed it. I get it happens, you know, uh, every once in a while to a goalie. But I mean, I I know we we make this joke a lot, but I I I can confidently say I think Bill Day would make that save. I mean, I think and again, I, I, think like I can said, make that it's, save. <laughs> it's I was gonna say it's it's you know you're gonna give up your weak ones. That's gonna happen, but. That was the weakest of the week <laughs> for, for Biddington, at least. That's pretty bad. Uh, and when he was pulled, so he, this is this this was talked about online, and and Bennington was raked over the coals by, uh, uh, I guess a lot of Sharks fans and just NHL fans in general. Who actually Bennington is not the most well liked goalie anyway. Uh, so they jumped all over him, um, and so I wanted to get your guys' take on this because okay, here's what happened: he gets he gets pulled, so he's skating to the bench, and then he goes by the Sharks bench and he gets chirped, which was kind of confirmed by Pang uh, last night on the on the game. He talked about it. Uh, so can, can I ask you guys what was the chirp? I don't what know. What do you think somebody oh, said to him? Oh, I don't know. What it could be anything. <laughs> let's let's speculate. Let's speculate wildly. Who who was it? What what was it? What what was said? I'm sure Kane said I'm something. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Oh, I bet. Uh, I bet Bieber would have scored that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Um, yeah. Could be uh, could be a callback to he looked nervous. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one. It looks pretty nervous to me. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I would. I, I bet you he's gotten a lot of that actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he has. Yeah. So sure. he skates by the shark, skates by the sharks bench, and then gets chirped. Come and and it kind of just you can tell in the video when he gets chirped because he's like whoop circles back and he's like you know no I'm gonna I'm gonna do something and uh, he just hits the first guy well shoves the first guy that he comes across um, which was uh, who was it uh, oh it was a nobody I can't remember who it was Simic it was Simic Simic yeah yeah so, a nobody yeah. So, but I, and Simic was like, he was like, what the hell? You know, cause I don't think he probably didn't chirp him. He didn't, it genuinely looked like he didn't know what was going on. Um, I think it came from the bench. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. That's where trips usually come from. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and then he, uh, goes by Carlson at center and gives Carlson a little fake out punch with his uh, blocker and Carlson flinches and kind of ducks for it, ducks away. And it's the old grade school. Oh, I made you flinch. And then, uh, and he's skating to the corner to leave the ice and uh, goes by Dubnik. And Dubnik comes out of the goal. And this is where I had a, had a question. Because if 
if you're Dubnik and you come, you see what he did, shoved the guy at the bench and then gave the Carlson a little, you know, uh, half chop at center that a fake chop. And you come out of the goal and to just essentially wave your finger at him, you know, it's like, Hey, you stop that. Um, get off the ice. You know, if you're, if you're going to come out of the goal, I mean, drop, drop your gloves and, and fight him. I, I, I do something. Don't stand. Just and then so, and then and they they Bennington kind of shoves in and Dubnik kind of shoves at the same time, and they kind of separate. Um, I was a little annoyed did, at Dubnik. I'm like, you, if you're coming out of the goal and challenge a guy, fucking challenge a guy. I mean, drop the gloves if did, you're gonna. You saw what you, hear, you saw what he did to your teammates. Did you hear what Dubnik said after the game? What he said to him? Yeah, he said. Uh, he said get off. He said, oh, what do you what do you doing? Get off the ice. Something like that. I said he said get off the ice, calm down is what he said. He said, which he probably did. But like again, if you're gonna come out of your crease like that to a pissed off Jordan no, Bennington, no. and it, you're gonna like allow just get in his face in a way, you, come on, man, what? you you right. gotta stand if, your ground a little better if, than that. If if that's all you're gonna say, you you say that from the crease, right? You don't yeah. You don't skate towards him. I mean. Yeah, that, yeah. No. I, I, I mean, I, I do think might be a nice guy. You know, he might, he might just genuinely want to say, "Hey, you know, get off the ice, come on, knock it off." But, uh, but honestly, <laughs> if you're gonna, if, if you, if you're not gonna, you know, challenge Bennington, just stay in your crease and and don't say anything. Just let him go off the ice. I mean, he's he's obviously heated. All you're gonna do by yeah. skating to him is is make him think. Well, now I got to fight this guy. Right. So yeah, bad move by Dubnik if he wasn't I, expecting an actual fight. And, I, and I'm not, I, you know, and I I would have loved, you know, it's funny because people, a lot of people online, who are calling Bennington a baby, and they, oh my gosh, there's no place in the game for that. He's such a crybaby. I'm like, hold on, what happened? Every single goalie fight clip on YouTube is celebrated. Every time a goalie stirs stuff up, people love it. Um, and what Bennington did, let's be perfectly honest, he didn't. It didn't. It was nothing. He shoved a guy, and he he made Carlson flinch, and he shoved another guy. He didn't punch anybody. He didn't, I mean, I'm sure uh, goalies whacking players with the behind the back of their knee in front of the when they stand in front of the in the crease. Uh, that's a lot more damaging than those two shoves he got. The shoves were nothing. They, they were not. They're shoved. Who cares? Um, you don't see it that often. Uh, that's and, and that's why yeah. it was interesting. But it wasn't. It was a nothing thing. People act like he was just like, you know. Uh, I forgot the Vancouver Canucks uh, player who challenged like every single Blues player back in like '967. When was that? Uh, uh, shit. Um, Jersey was off. He's like trying to. He challenged Glenn Anderson. Challenged everybody, and nobody fought him. It was. It, it wasn't anything like that. It was just. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like a. It seemed like a kind of a nothing play that I kind of laughed about when I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's funny. I love that. That's fun. And then you go online. People thought it was the worst thing in the world. I'm like, come on, dude. That we're getting soft here. Getting soft. No, and that's that's what I love. Is if this was 20 years ago, I think that's way more celebrated. Even if Twitter was around, now you've got people who see that and just, oh, you can't act like that. It's a gentleman's game. Yeah, it's not. Um, And I think that that that's what. And and I'm 100 percent with Doug Armstrong. I'm sure you saw what he said. Um, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he did say uh, he said something like he loves the fire. He loves the passion. That's what you want in your players. And sure. Hundred percent. You want yeah. a guy who is pissed off. He just gave up a bad goal and pissed off that his team's losing. Um, what did uh, Jamie, Jamie Rivers? Jamie Rivers said, give me 20 Bennington's. Yeah. After that. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. No, it, it that that is the exact response you want from a goalie, especially in that situation where you have to skate off, you know, down into the corner, you know, because that you know that the sharks, you know, the shark tank is set up that way. You got to skate by the other goalie. If he chirps you, you're gonna you're gonna chirp back. If he comes at you, you're gonna go at him. And I I was very disappointed that that Dubnik uh, wasn't more of a willing participant. Uh, but I think Bennington got the reaction that he wanted. You know, the Blues, since that moment, the Blues have had an emotional spark that we have not seen the rest, you know, f- go, you know to this point this season. You know, they, they look like a team going through the motions. And since then, you know, they've gotten a... a kind of riding the crest of a wave emotionally uh what what is there eight goals four three goals against since that happened puck i love yeah. it yeah i know i i and puck guy 14 said uh vancouver was a hirsch mclean i wasn't talking about the goalie i was talking about the the skater who was challenging all the blues bench and it was gino ojic that's what yeah. i was i was just gonna say that i think yeah. it was yeah. gino yeah. Ojic. I, I looked it up yeah yeah and as no one just said that Gino Ojic. yeah same and uh, that was that was crazy, and no Blues player would take him. And I was always, I was always like, uh, I was always a little embarrassed of the Blues for not somebody not putting him on his butt, you know, because uh, we had some guys to do that. And they didn't do it, so uh, that was. I, I, so anyway, I I liked this a lot, and 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 uh, some Blues players said that they thought it was they they really rallied around that. Uh, they came back and won the game um, after that, so. I mean, granted, they allowed some goals in the third, and they didn't play great hockey in the third, but, I mean, they allowed some goals. But they won the game. They came back from behind at that point and won the game. So, uh, well, win-win. And let's let's face it, too, and, and I get the uh, uh, first point I'll make here. Um, I don't, again, I know it sounds like I bash Jake Allen when I compare him to Bennington, but compare that to if that were Jake Allen. He probably skates off. Somebody says something. He ignores it. He goes off. And, and you know what? That's a lot of goalies in the league, and that's fine. But how many times did we see Jake Allen give up a soft goal? Even after getting pulled, the Blues would just never, they just had no life the rest of the game. It was just, this game's over. You know, that was the sense you got from that team. And I think it was even, um, I don't remember who it was, but uh, somebody made a comment once, might have been Steen actually, that like this team, we, we give up a goal and we just stop playing. And that's exactly what that was. And then now you you fast forward and now Jordan Bennington is pissed off goes after some Sharks players, and all of a sudden the Blues come out and win the game. I mean, that's that's a complete 180 from what we saw five, six years ago. Yeah. I, I like I like fire my players. Um, now, I, I don't condone dirty play. You know, no. what I mean, now, if he had sucker punched and actually made contact with Carlson, that's, I mean, the blocker to the to the face, that's, he's doing some damage to that blocker. And that's, that's a gutless sucker punch that's not a that's not a that's not cool but yeah. the whole fake out thing it was kind of funny. right totally totally punk totally punked him out <laughs> loved it yeah, so did. bill that that was intentional that was a that was just a punked i'm gonna i'm gonna act like i'm gonna punch you like he wasn't actually oh. trying to punch him mm-hmm. right oh no yeah no yeah yeah that's what and, i thought too and and i, I, hope I, I said, love it i love it and i hope he says so, you know talk some trash call them jack sparrow something um yeah as he was you know, throwing the fake punch. <laughs> some people thought ankle. he actually. Some people thought he actually punched him. 
and yeah. they had to be corrected. It's like, no, 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 no. He didn't have any contact. In, in real time, I thought that. But the very first replay, it was obvious he didn't. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'll, add, I'll, I'll add real quick what I said on, on uh, Teal Town uh, last, or Saturday. Um, if this is any other arena in the NHL, that whole thing doesn't happen. Um, because, again, you, everybody knows yeah, that's true. now after seeing that, that, you know, Biddington gets pulled. He, if he knew right away, oh, I got to go to the, you know, I got to go uh, off ice, you know, down the ice, take the walk of shame, basically. If he knew that right away, I think he skates right there. But he's skating to the bench thinking this is where the goalie sits in 30 NHL arenas. And then he was like, actually, I think 29. I think Buffalo does that, too. But uh, other uh, any other arena, mostly, you skate to the bench. Well, you got to think he's pissed off. He's skating to the bench. He's probably got guys yelling at him. Hey, no, no, no. Go down there. Go down there. Go down there. And then he's like, yeah. oh, fuck. And then he hears a chirp. And he's just like, motherfucker, I can't catch a break. And well, that could have been the chirp. pissed that, off. That could have been the chirp. Yeah, wrong way, dumbass. Yeah. yeah. That could have been. The other side of the ring, dumbass. It. Like, something like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> By the way, uh, F117 Nighthawk called me out saying the Bieber joke was a uh, was a dad reference or a dad joke because I'm trying to be hip. Screw you. Uh. I'm young. Look at me. I'm wearing a toque. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean a beanie, American? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so uh, Huso came in and stopped a uh, nineteen to twenty-one. Um, played pretty well. Uh, he calmed things down, things down for a little while anyway, because it was it was like goals were going in, and then uh, uh, he calmed things down and they started to happen again. So um, secondary scoring was big in this game. Uh, Blay Shin, uh, I'm sorry, Blay Sanford, McEachern, McEachern, not McEachern. Uh, I who, who's, ti- never, who, who's tired of that? I'll never understand that. Where is that coming from? And is that, that is was, that, that just like a, a weird like speech impediment that he has? I just no, don't get it. I, I've heard I've heard other people say it too, McEachern, and it's not. It's it's McEachern. Yeah, Scandella had two. So we got. I mean, we had five goals there from uh, from uh, not from guys we don't typically get a lot of scoring from. I mean, Blay, you hope to. But uh, Sanford, McKecker, and Scandola too. Uh, that was that was. A, a, I mean, that's you need secondary scoring, and it was almost all secondary scoring in this game. We have a uh, we have a hot take alert in the uh, in the chat. Uh, Brian Roberts says, "My hot take with hockey: fighting rarely motiv- uh, motivates a team. You getting a goal ten minutes later wasn't from the fight." Only seen it work once, and that was Ottawa versus Wild from like five years ago. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to strongly disagree there, Brian. Uh, respectfully, um, it's just again having uh, played in some semi, you know, important games back when I was younger, uh, when hockey actually, you know, was more of a lifestyle for me. Um, yeah, you saw a guy get into it along the boards, a guy fight for his teammates you know, step up for a guy, take an extra whack at the goalie. It made the guys on the bench jump up and, and start going a little nuts. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, five, six minutes later, you're scoring one, two goals. So I, I do think it is important and not important, but I do think it does change the mindset of a team. You know, I think that uh, it probably, uh, probably motivated teams more uh, in the past, back when fighting was more prevalent, uh, when, before the instigator came into play, uh, you don't see fighting near as much anymore. So it's 
it's a fighting is more of a detriment. You, you, t- you could be taking the penalty uh, on top of, you know, the fighting major. So uh, I, I, if, if fighting were still more common in the game, uh, I'd, especially if a player wins a fight, hands down, uh, that fire. I mean, you ever see that the, the team is on their feet on the, on the bench, slamming their sticks on the boards, you know, that, I mean, that as a, as a player that fires you up. But I, I, I think over, you know, because of the instigator rule, um, you, you don't, you, you know, back in the early nineties, you'd have, you know, coach thought team needs a spark and he's gonna, you know, throw out the, the guy to go up against Probert and see if they can't spark the team. That's not going to happen as much anymore. Um, I think fighting when it happens nowadays, uh, tends to be more organic, um, we're past the days of George Larocque, uh, you know, basically, you know, discussing throughout the game with the other team's goon when they're going to go. And, you know, it happens at a preset time just because that's their role. Um, you know, it, it's when it happens, at, you know, because emotions get out of control, I think is when it's going to spark it. And I think that's the kind of fighting you see in hockey nowadays. And especially when it's coming from a goalie who just got yanked, that's gonna that's gonna send shockwaves through the rest of the team. And you know, you you love to see that. You love to see the fight. You know, you're you're not gonna put up with. You know, I just got yanked, and people are gonna chirp me. I'm I'm gonna go after them. I mean, obviously he he was trying to draw a penalty out of the Sharks, and he didn't get it. But at the same time. He got his team to focus, you know, take the focus off, you know, yeah, that last goal was a shit goal. And, uh, you know, no NHL goalie should be giving that up. Um, and now they're focused, they're motivated, and they've got a reason to play for that's, him. That's a great point. It did make, I mean, that goal was a bad goal, and no one's talking about that goal, really. It's all about what happened. I mean, they're not, they're not focusing on, oh, we just gave up a goal. They're focusing on, you know, what Bennington did. And that's a complete, it had, it had to, it really, if anything, it just took away San Jose's momentum. I mean, I, if you want to spin it that way. Uh, Brian Roberts adds to his comment. Uh, he's, uh, he's only seen it work once. That was, Otto, I said Ottawa versus Wild. Uh, he said that um, that's actually Steve Ott versus the Wild. Sorry, limit on words. So my apologies. I just saw Ott, thought that was Ottawa. Um, Sean Nolan, friend of the show, says, uh, hey, Brian, that's my purse. Uh, <laughs> giving a little little jab there. Hopefully you two can fight. Uh, but tell you what, if you're going to fight, <laughs> you're going to need something to, to motivate you before, and you're going to need something to cool you down afterward and, and replenish all that energy you lost. Uh, and um, you're going to get all that from rockinthatidlife.com. There's nobody on this planet exactly like you. But with ID Life's genetic testing, you'll find out exactly how you're made. You'll learn to work with your body rather than against it. ID Life is the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a personalized health assessment and your DNA. And for the month of February, add a DNA bundle with personalized vitamins to your cart, then click on Your Personalized Vitamins in the top menu bar to take the HIPAA-compliant assessment. After you finish... Add your personalized vitamin recommendation to the cart to receive up to $100 in instant savings. Say what? I know, I know. Crazy, right? But you heard that correctly. 
$100 toward the health journey only you can take. Visit rockinthatidlife.com to begin learning about your body today and tell my friend Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That's rockinthatidlife.com. 636-393-8745. If you text Dustin and let him know Let's Go Blues Radio sent you, uh, you'll get 10% off on whatever your order is, whether you want to get the energy like me. That's something I've pitched every show. The hydrate's great. Um, they have so many great products there. Um, the, uh, the, 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 what's that called? The DNA kit um, the, with the personalized vitamins. That's a, a great pickup for anybody looking to, to kind of improve their lifestyle. Again, uh, 636-393-8745. 10% off your entire order. Uh, if you text him and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you, he'll hook you up with the right, uh, the right way to do it. And that is... Um, that is 10% off, so that's a, a pretty nice deal for uh, whatever it is. And, that's again, that's rockinthatidlife.com. Hmm. Yeah, my apologies for the wrong image up there. So. <clears throat> that's all right. I, Jeff, I forgive you. <laughs> Jeff's segue was only rated a B-plus in the comments anyway, so. Um. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty solid one, actually. <laughs> I do what I do. Uh, the five to four win versus uh, Anaheim last night. Huso got the start versus Gibson. Uh, Huso stopped twenty nine of thirty three. Gibson stopped thirty of thirty four. Uh, nine more goals were scored in this game. I, you know, uh, I, I didn't I, from the very get, from the get go. I didn't think Gibson looked good at all. I, I thought he was fighting the puck. I, the very first shot on goal, he he gloved and dropped, and it kind of slid wide and. Uh, and, and there was some, there was some like uh, there's a wrap around that kind of went through the a bunch of close calls, and he didn't look didn't look solid, didn't look, uh, uh, and he did he didn't uh, what he allowed uh, what thirty I guess well thirty thirty four is not terrible, but uh, early on in this game I didn't think it looked good at all. He struggles at the beginning of games, but I didn't think uh, you know that this was any worse than any other start. But I really thought that the hanging Kelly analysis of that first goal, like that was a fucking hell of a shot. I mean, absolutely perfect bar down. Uh, you know, I got him slightly off his angle, and you know, it, it's it's the old panger shtick of, you know, just put the screws to the rookie, and everything he did on the play was wrong. And I just I thought it was I thought it was overdone. Um, I I thought it was a hell of a shot that a lot of top tier goalies would have had a hard time stopping. Now the first goal, who's though? Yeah. Now the other yeah, yeah. the other few goals, you know, yeah, yeah. He's he, you know he's he's still rookie learning his way, but and I I I did think it was a little uh, over the top on that uh, that analysis for the the, the first goal. I agree, I, and I think that's 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 kind of a problem um, that I've noticed uh, with uh, the broadcast. Not to pick on the broadcast, but um, it, they are kind of quick to judge rookies, young players, and criticize. But man, it takes a lot to criticize a veteran. You know, the same it's the same way. The same way, if a veteran makes the same mistake. They don't get the same. You gotta be better there. You gotta be. You gotta do this. You gotta be better. You, they don't do that. At, I mean, for the Blues, um, at all with veteran players, uh, it's it's always younger players, rookies. 
um, like it's a teaching moment, you know, for them or to say what they did wrong. Like veterans yeah. don't do anything wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. every, every time there's a, you know, a, a Jordan Cairo turnover or a Robert Thomas turnover, you know, they're getting called out for that. But, you know, yeah. somebody like, uh, you know, when, when Steen was still playing, does the same thing and they're like, Oh, it was tired end of a shift. Uh, you know, and make excuses for him. Definitely don't yeah, harp was... on it. There was a point when uh, when Kairou was out there for about, I think Peggy even called it out and said, you know, Jordan's been out there for, you know, 55 seconds. He needs to get to the bench. And, you know, and then he, he made a, a kind of a sloppy defensive play and he calls him out. It, it was almost in the same breath. And it was like, you literally just said he's tired and he, he needs to get off. Yet you're going to criticize him for his defensive play. And And I don't know if you guys know, if you look closely enough, there's a reason why um, Kelly and Pang are, are more critical of younger players. If you look at them in the pregame, if you look close enough behind them in a dark hood is Ken Hitchcock. And he's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. out. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Make fun of the younglings. <laughs> Sorry, bad Star Wars reference. That's two weeks in a row, Kurt. Uh, Scandella lost uh, two uh, teeth in this game, his fake teeth, <laughs> which which I wasn't I, at first when I said he lost teeth and then they were told later it was fake. I'm like, man, it's got to suck lose your two front teeth on one stick. He got hit hard with that follow through. Man, the shaft of the stick right across the bridge of the teeth. Oh, God. In terms of the rules, because I heard a lot of people complaining about it um, on Twitter. Why wasn't that a penalty? It should have been four minutes. Um it's a follow through. So that's not a penalty. Now I'll say part of, and, and I'm not just talking about this play in general, but or I'm speaking in general terms. If a stick comes way higher than a guy's waist on a follow through, I think that should at least be considered because I've never taken a shot where the, the sticks coming above my head, but I've seen follow throughs do that in the NHL. And I'm like, really? Like you should have more control of your stick, but in this instance, I will say that I I don't think a penalty was warranted, and I'm glad the uh, the referees got that one right. I think if you go if you go penalty when the stick comes up higher than normal on a shot, you're asking for trouble with trying to, uh, yeah, because different players shoot different ways. I don't, I'm not sure how that would work. But, but I, know, I, I did want to mention. I know it's just I, odd to me that that you can tell a guy like, hey, you can't go in for a hook and slash a guy in the face and you might get four minutes. But if you take a shot and you lose control of your stick on your follow through and it hits a guy in the face, that's okay. I just think there, that that's, there's too much gray area there. It was mentioned. Uh, you guys talked about the, uh, the last thing we talked about was uh, uh, the broadcast team mentioning players time on the ice, which they have access to that information now with the player tracking stats. And so they can tell how long players have been on the ice. But the thing is, is that uh, – and, and so Pang will say, wow, my gosh, so-and-so has been on the ice for a minute and a half um, or almost two minutes. And it's, it's, it's a topic of conversation sometimes about how long a player's shift is when that's – it's never – that's always been the case. It's just that now they're getting clocked on it, and so it's, it's being talked about. 
you know, right. I mean, they're acting like this is a, a new thing, but it's, it's not, not really. I, I think it's, it's easier, you know, because the data is at their, their fingertips now it, it's easier. Right. I think during the Hitchcock era, it was, you know, like the mantra was, you know, 30 to 45 seconds and off. Right. And so it was just, it was more of a talking point, but now it's a data point and, and they're looking at it and, you know, Oh my God, Colton Pareko has been out there two and a half minutes and you know, which happened early on in this season and like, Ooh, yeah. Good thing. Hitchcock's not around anymore. Um, somebody would be dead. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, no, I mean, I, know, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just odd to, to see. And, and I actually, kind of enjoy that talking point i think it adds to the broadcast i i don't like seeing the 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 bar above the player that much but i do like when when it's brought up oh wow look this player's been out there for a minute and a half two minutes and you know it's like oh i didn't notice that but now now that i that was called reference to that makes sense because he had the last blue shot on goal or whatever i think it's actually very interesting to see how these guys can get stuck in their own zone or even stuck in the offensive zone, especially speaking to the uh, first and third periods. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's interesting, but I do think to hold players accountable for that on the broadcast, it's just part of hockey. It happens. The, uh, the game against the sharks was, it was the game against the sharks, right? Where the blues had the, was it three and a half minutes of possession on the delayed penalty? Yeah. I think that's that was right. the sharks game. The, the first yeah. shirts game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was, and we didn't talk about that. That was fantastic. Never seen that before. Not even close to that long. That was almost almost a, a double minor of possession time uh, on a delayed penalty. And so, I'm, I, you know, the zone was probably cleared a couple of times, I think, but so the Sharks may have gotten a, uh, a line change out of it. But they must have had some guys out there for a long time too on that because that was that was a long time. Over that was over three minutes. Did, doesn't Game Center track that now on uh, NHL.com? Um, I'd like to see. That's a good point. I'd like to see that. See how many guys were trapped out there. Yeah, and I think they got a line change or two, uh, or some guys did because the puck was cleared a couple times to center. But uh, I don't and know. And it I'd was be third too. period, so they had they had easy access to the bench, so they were able to yeah. get a couple people on and off. Yep. Uh, Dakota Joshua, God, I almost said Johnson again. Uh, Dakota Joshua, which is funny because I, we, I was uh, last night. Amy and I went to uh, Duffy's in Kirkwood and got a little something to eat. And uh, the start of the, the game was coming on, and I was recording at home. I was gonna watch the game, but I, but I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check out the beginning here. And uh, before the, and they put Dakota Joshua's picture up on the screen. I turned to Amy and I said, "Oh yeah, Dakota Johnson's playing his uh, first game uh, <laughs> today." And uh, and uh, she goes, "Dakota Johnson." And then she started talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm like, "What are you talking? About? Oh, Dakota Johnson." I said, "Yeah." And it was funny because Erica Weston during the show said the exact same thing. So I was yeah. like, "Wow." And and Peng actually said it in the pregame. Yeah, until I heard you guys talk, like you and and then Erica and a couple people on Twitter mention it. I actually wasn't even thinking that. And now that I've heard it, I've, I think I said it twice today. I'm like, damn it, this wasn't a problem before. <laughs> Why is his name so hard to say? Dakota Joshua. Because if his name was Joshua Dakota, I don't think we'd have a problem. Maybe, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's, I think it's just that it, people assume it's Johnson. And Joshua's a first name, right? So yeah. Dakota 
you start off. It's got to be Johnson. It's just easy to do. Yep. Wow. No. I loved him in uh, Marvel's The Avengers. Dakota. She had Johnson? a very, very brief. You have her. Her. She. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She had a very brief. You said, you said him. That's I, why I, I was know confused. that that was that was the joke. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Move I, on. I mean, no, well, I, usually uh, jokes are supposed to be funny, so I didn't get yeah, that. Well, well I mean, come on. You've been with me now for 10 years, Kurt. You should know my jokes are never funny. I know. And I, I don't want to see other people, so I think it's time. Well, you brought in Bill, <laughs> and you're slowly kicking me out. I get it. Um, no, I, yeah. Man, Zoe this, takes this over longest, next week. Yeah, this this is the longest uh, breakup you, I've ever been a part of, Kurt. You've been, you've been working on this for years. Um, yeah, I, hate, I, I hate long goodbyes, too. <laughs> uh, but no, Dakota Joshua, again, a guy that uh, that I've I really kind of got interested in because he's not a Blues draft pick. He was a guy who was uh, drafted by Toronto. Blues picked him up. And uh, just a guy that kind of bounced around a little bit in terms of uh, his – uh, his, I guess, parent team, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, never really knew if he was going to make the NHL. Um, seeing him make, not just make a game, but crash the net, be right where he needs to be. I mean, you know, that's that's the type of play you want to see from a rookie. You know, he's, you know, he's not going to be a guy like Sidney Crosby that's going to go out there his rookie year and put up 100 points. So you want to see a guy like him just drive the net and, you know, if you hit the net, something's going to happen. You know, you're the puck's going to wind at your feet. It's going to be in the crease. I mean, something good is going to happen, especially when you got a Kyle Clifford out there who just bumps people into the boards and steals the puck and gets it on net. Uh, so just a, a great play by him, and uh, really, really happy to see him uh, uh, hit the scoreboard in his first game. It was fun to see the rest of the team, too. Uh, so happy for him like when yeah. they when they when they celebrated the goal on the ice you could tell that the smiles were uh you can tell the difference between a smile being happy that, that we scored and a smile being happy for a player for a milestone goal being his first goal in the nhl that's pretty cool yeah the, some of the screen caps that we got after that uh with uh you know kyle clifford patting him on the head and uh who was it, it was ashley vise tweeted out um, about seeing Clifford just like trying to, you know, be the big brother to him all day. And then the payoff after the goal was just priceless. That, that was, that was awesome to see. Uh, comment here from Austin Lynch, uh, talking about the little, I guess, Dakota Johnson, uh, with, uh, Erica Weston, something she mentioned today on Twitter, Erica Weston's play by play call last night was priceless. Uh, the, yeah, the Perron goal, um, I'm just going to put this out there right now because I know, Erica, I know you're listening because you love the show. Big fan. Um, it's her favorite podcast. She says it every night before our show. <laughs> yeah. Little do people know that is a live spot. Erica does that live every single show. So, yeah, that's a real thing. Um, but no, she has, she, uh, she has one outfit for it, and that's all she wears. That's right. <laughs> she puts on the same top and fixes her it's hair her, the same way, it's, sits in it's the in same her contract. spot. It's like a, it's, it's like a cartoon. We, Always wearing the same clothes. Yep. Same cartoon character. Same. And clothes, we tell her like you hairstyle. better be in the same spot. We're gonna we're gonna mark tape on your floor so you sit in the same spot every time. But anyway, that joke was is long over. Um, we uh, uh, I I want to see her. Um, I I, I want to see her 
if that ever happens again, which it probably will, let's be honest. Make it's happened before. Call. It's yeah, happened before. I, yeah, I, I want to see her make the play call. Now, I know that, like, what she was doing makes sense. She thought, okay, Blue's goal, Kelly or Pang are going to interrupt me, so I'm just going to be quiet, so they take over. But I think Kang and – or Kang and – I almost said Kang and Pelly. Uh, <laughs> I think Kelly and Pang were probably thinking the same thing, which is why there was that weird, awkward moment, because they were thinking, oh, Erica is going to – pitch it to us that there's a goal so it was just a weird again being part of radio well, in the past even web shows in the past that happened and podcasts it happens so i want to see her next time i want her to be like and we got a goal by david perron oh baby you know something just off the wall weird i want to hear that we we want to see her go john ham when john ham Called yeah. the Barbashev well, goal against LA. Yes. But yes. to be honest, she's probably not watching the play. So right. she doesn't know who no. scored. She doesn't know who it was. I mean, the, the, in her and defense. She, right. And she's probably got a producer in her ear saying, uh, let the guys call it. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really I really think that as soon as she stopped talking, there was a, she did one of these. And, and right then, I'm thinking, save her. You know, uh, yeah. start talking, guys, Kelly, Pang, start talking, call the goal. Come on. There was a good four or five seconds, at least, was just dead air. And I'm like, guys, talk. And so it was it was awkward. You, uh, you but, yeah, to... no, I agree. If she, if, she was, if she was watching the game and she could see who scored, uh, she could say um, something about the goal and throw it back up to, to you guys. But, well, like, you I agree. To, but... You have to wonder if maybe there was a delay, too, between them talking. Like, for, I, I, I know we are just seamless and fantastic here on Let's Go Blues Radio. But there's actually, with us not in the same room, there's a slight delay between us talking when uh, it's, like the other one will hear us. So I wonder if it was the same thing there, too, that there's maybe like a mm. second delay. And so it yeah, was, it, I'm going to stop talking, and they're going to step in. And then it was just kind of a waiting period added with you know the, yeah, the audio I delay. I don't, I mean, if there was a delay, it wasn't enough to make it sound that bad yeah it was i I don't know i've i've whatever it it was awkward (laughs) Um, oh i'm sorry we have uh we've got a great we got a comment of the show that i I meant to mention earlier uh we were talking earlier about the star wars reference comment of the show winning unlimited carlson gets faked by binner the attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed Wonderful Star Wars reference for anybody who remembers episode three. Uh, one of the worst ones, but still a great reference. Oh, uh, oh, episode three. I thought you meant, yeah, not the third one. Episode three is not the episode third Episode three. <laughs> the third is one's the Return s- of the Jedi. Episode three is yeah. the sixth one. <laughs> episode uh, episode three is the, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to block those ones out. The, uh, <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Not to get off topic here, but uh, they weren't... I think they get a bad rap. Yeah, there's issues with them, but come on, there are issues with the first three too. I mean, there's uh, George acting, Lucas did not they, need to be writing the scripts. That's the issue. Acting, acting, acting being the primary issue in the first three. Uh, there was some, there's some bad acting. Um, but I digress. By uh, who Duck, particularly? Who did you not like in those? Mark Hamill was not good. Really? He's not a, I didn't hate no. Mark Hamill. 
I don't. I don't hate him. I just said he wasn't. He wasn't as good as as. I mean, as noticeable. It was. It was. I, I, think I don't know. Was, who was worse, right. him or Hayden I mean, Christensen? He, he he came up. Hayden Christensen's a better actor, but Mark really? Hamill. I, he right. yes. Mark oh. Hamill was a was a fanboy who showed up on set and got the part. That's that's he, one of the we, best parts of the story. We might have <laughs> to have this conversation on Discord. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but uh, we, we'll save it. We'll save it. Remember this. Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, Ducks Ducks went one for 28. We're, we're one for 28 in the power play coming into this game. And, of course, they get a power play goal and go one for four in the game on the power play. Blues went one for three. Uh, Anaheim jumped out to a one nothing lead early in the first. Another, we talked about the, the early goal on Huso. Um, this is the third time in his, in his five starts that he's allowed a goal on one of the first two shots against. So uh, stoppable or not, um, or tough shot or not, uh, that's a weird trend that needs to go away. I think. I mean, you can't be allowing a goal, first or second shot. You know, uh, three fifths of the time. <laughs> that's that is unacceptable. No. no, and it's you know, as a rookie goalie, it's something that he's got to correct. At, at some point, he's got to pitch a shutout through a period. Right, right. And twice it was the very first goal. So I'm I'm retweeting so. this right now as we speak for anybody who wants to see it. But I want to give some credit here to Tom Timmerman of uh, he's still with the Post, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tom Tim, you can follow on Twitter. Uh, he says so. Huso has now allowed a goal on the first shot on goal he has faced twice, the second shot on goal twice, and the third oh, once. Okay, so it's two four times then four times out of his. Uh, Five starts. He's allowed a goal in the first. So every start. Oh wait. So that's 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 not okay. That's shots he's faced. That shots he's faced coming, into coming in, coming into a game. Okay. So whether it's a start or in relief. I was just talking about the starts. Okay. So it's a it's okay. a goal on the first shot twice, second shot twice, third shot once. That's, that's rough. five. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> that, is, that is rough. Oof. And he's played, and he's played seven, seven, games. seven games. Yeah, that's yep. rough. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> but, I mean, in his credit, he bounces back better than any goalie we've seen in a while. I mean, he he came back and played great last night after that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been up and down. He's he's looked really good for stretches, and then he's just allows the goals like, whoa, God, really? Um, it was like maybe he could have had it, but he's – I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I'm, I'm – I'm, He's four and two, so I mean, win wise, you know, he's, you know, he's doing what you got to do as a backup goalie. That's good, but his numbers are awful. Um, I don't like to judge players on numbers alone, obviously, because a lot goes into the goalie's numbers. You really have to factor in the team in front of him quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, it's he's 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 uh, I, I'm I'm he's up and down, bad. Yeah, me. but I think strategically, him starting this game, I I like that a lot. You know, me too. Me too. Me too. With you know, you don't go right back to Bennington. Um, you know, just because he gave you the emotional payoff of the previous game, you want to piss off Bennington, right? You want to make Bennington, or at least make him have some doubt in his mind that he's got to earn it back. And I want to see Bennington to come out tomorrow night and and play an emotionally charged game. You know? Did you so, see the rumblings that, uh, about? Uh... Bennington and uh, some folks are saying that uh, Huso should get more starts in the one A one B thing, or or Bennington's job should be no. in jeopardy. Do you see people? Some people are saying that. Have you seen that? That is no. absurd to me. 
Uh, and, yeah. and and somebody somebody came out and said, yeah, uh, like the Stan- like the Stanley Cup uh, gives him a free pass. I'm like, yes, it does. It does. It does, it does. give him a free pass. It yeah. absolutely does give him a free pass yeah. for a long time. And uh, it's, because it's again talking earlier about about giving up a ton of goals. I remember who we were talking about. It was, but like, it's not like the Blues are winning games seven to six. You know, he's playing fine. He had a, a rough goal against. You know. Maybe not his best game before that either, but he's your number one goalie. And 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 this was the same discussion we had last year, the exact same. I mean, now granted, I think there's less people saying that about Huso than they were about Allen. But last year, yes, Jake Allen was phenomenal, the best backup in the NHL. But Jordan Bennington was your starting goalie. He was the one that stepped up, took over the starting job, won the Blues of Stanley Cup, played great in all game sevens he played, as well as game sixes to take series. Um, he's your guy. So, yeah, that is it, asinine I, to say that. It, it, I mean, his play down the stretch in 2019, after, you know, after he was called up, um, speaks for itself. Uh, that, was a long, that wasn't a small sample size. That was a large chunk of the season. And say what you will about his playing the playoffs. It wasn't as good, but he was good enough. And... All I'm gonna all I want to say about it is Game Seven against Boston. I mean that 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 is that was a that was a world class performance, and I and there aren't many goalies on this earth that have ever lived that could have played that well in that game, with that with those types of shots against and the pressure he had against him. Not a, and, not, and not it, many at all. And again, not to that's a reminisce about the Stanley Cup run, but the fact that he received votes for Con Smythe. Yet he had games where he gave up five, six goals. That just speaks to how a how much of a big game goalie he is. Yes, he well, did he not play re- well. He, a, he did not he play well against Vancouver uh, last year. No, but not, not, nobody not did. At all. Nobody not did. at all. No, and, and but, I'm not. I'm calmest to see him. He was terrible last year in the playoffs. Yeah, in in the the biggest thing to me about. You know what happened in the the, uh, the the last Sharks game was he showed that that arrogant, cocky, you know, uh, yeah, I got pulled, so fuck you attitude that I think was crucial to his personality in that nineteen cup run. And if he can rediscover that and inject that back into his game and, and play that way, um, you know, I, I think over the last season and a half, you know, he's he's had to deal with the, you know, learning to be the, you know, the, the day in, day out, you know, drudging monotony of a hockey season. Um, and, and sometimes you lose that swagger. Um, if, if that was him rediscovering that swagger, you know, that's that's you know, that's my best hope for that. And certainly the team responded. And now that he sat for, uh, you know, the, the next game, I, I really am interested to see how well he comes out tomorrow night. Um, assuming he's going to be the one to get the start. And, I, uh, you know, I'd be shocked I, if he doesn't. I, uh, me too. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, oh. you know, if, if we see him come out tomorrow night and, you know, and maybe Baruby does the, you know, you know, says, you know what, we're going to give Huso one more night and uh, see see what the reaction is. You know, <laughs> you want to see a pissed off Bennington, and then you would have people come out of the woodwork saying, mm-hmm. 
whoa, what's going on with St. Louis's goaltending? <laughs> Yeah. After Bennington has it gets pulled and shoves a couple of sharks, he hadn't gotten a start in the last next couple of games, and then yeah, all of no, a sudden you, there's a there's a manufactured controversy. Yeah, no, you you absolutely have to get him back in tomorrow night. Yeah, I agree. I and yeah, uh, looking and especially looking at um, uh, the schedule, you've got back to back Friday Saturday with the Kings, and then you again play two. Or I'm sorry, Monday against the Sharks, and then the weekend after the 12th and 13th. You've got back to back with the King, with the uh, Golden Knights, so I think you don't want to, you know, have him play Saturday, maybe sit Monday or play Monday, and have him go against the Knights. It just it makes sense that he would come in tomorrow night, no matter what. Sanford scored twice in this game. Uh, your thoughts on Sanford, guys? I think he had a. Uh, uh, I had a back and forth with a guy before the season started on Twitter, and and. He popped up again after last night's game. Uh, he loves Sanford, so you can imagine why he popped up after last night's game and was pretty quiet about Sanford up until last night. So uh, he think he thinks he's a uh, twenty goal scorer. I'm sorry, he thinks he's a top twenty left winger in the NHL right now, Woo. and uh, he he predicted he'd score twenty goals this season. Woo. So is <laughs> is Zach Sanford a top twenty left winger in the NHL right no. now? No, no. <laughs> Listen, I I am still a Zach Sanford fan. That's why I'm gonna just go I'm ahead not, and not I'm even not. give Bill a chance to talk here because I, <laughs> I I just sorry, buddy. I love you, but I like Zach Sanford. I know that I am the idiot who liked Patrick Berglund. Um, I think Sanford is fine. I don't think. He is if again I will say this we, and I said this in the cup run if he is your biggest problem you've got a good team the issue with Sanford is for some reason he's touted as a top 6 forward on this team right now okay fine but normally not even close he is a third line winger at best who can bring some sandpaper and bring some uh and, and bring some sandpaper. scoring prowess a little bit. He's, no. he's he's good in the corners. He's not bad in the corners. No, he's not. He's he's, he's terrible he's with contact. Oh. He doesn't cycle well. He he's not good with contact. You put a guy on him, he folds like a cheap lawn chair. We're just gonna disagree on that. You but know what? We I, can debate this in the Discord chat after the show. We along can with Star Wars along with Star Wars acting. <laughs> oh man, I think the Discord show is going to be better than the regular show. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Join us in Discord after the show. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna hang no, out there for a few minutes. I, uh, man, I uh, I just I don't think he's that bad. I think the issue is where he's played. I think if you put him on a third line with a with a Bozak and a Sunquist, I think he's fine. It's just. They keep putting him on the top line with O'Reilly, thinking there's something there, and there's just there's not. That's not the type of player he is. I think you put him any other team. If he's still with Washington, he's a fourth Sanford, liner on their team. Sanford has the same amount of goals as Hoffman, does he not? Because Dan Grice said Sanford has more goals. I thought he had the same. Well, he's that, got, then, okay, you know what? I take it back. Zach Sanford is a top 20 left winger in the NHL. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Hoffman has six goals and Sanford has six goals. They both have six. So and and Hoffman has fifteen points and Sanford has nine. I just and I, Hoffman I, Hoffman is a plus ten, and Sanford's a minus two. Uh, 
San, uh, Hoffman is tied for third in plus minus on the team. Now, say what you will about plus minus, but uh, the number one gripe amongst uh, negative Nancy Blues fans was Hoffman's defense, and he would cost us goals on the ice. And that has not been the case this season so far. I actually think he's been fine defensively. I do too. I mean, he, hasn't, I do too. he hasn't been great, but he's been fine. Uh, he's been you know. yeah. Now his his offensive production goal wise, eh, I wish he would. He should probably be, have a few more goals, but uh, he should have forty uh, goals. <laughs> he, should, <laughs> he should have forty goals. Bill's forty goal prediction for for okay. Uh, so Hoffman. wait, let's, I'm gonna do the math here while you guys talk. It, it, what uh, on pace? I wonder what he should be at right now to reach forty goals. Well, the, he's Hoffman. He's played twenty one games, so. Uh, they're over a third of the way, so he needs to be at like twelve, uh, right now. Math is not For, thirteen. Thirteen. 13. So we'll he he see. should be at like a, he should be at like fourteen goals right now. Fifty-six games this year, right? Yeah, he should be at like okay. fourteen, fifteen gonna, goals right I'm now. I'm gonna figure this out for you, Bill. Bill, your thoughts on Zach Sanford? Um, I I'm with you, fellers. Um, you know, it, it, as far as uh, you know, Kurt's comment about him. You know, put a body on him and he folds like a cheap lawn chair. Uh, I think he uh, he's he is soft. Um, I you know Brian Roberts' uh, comment uh, in the in the chat uh, thing he learned about the Blues fan base is that uh, they hate big guys who don't play big uh, and play out of their role. Um, Patrick <laughs> Berglund. Right. Uh, well, but yeah. you know what? If if you are a big guy and you don't play big and you play out of your role. Well, who's what fan base is going to like that? Yeah, but the thing with Sanford is he's Adam big. <laughs> he's big, but he's not heavy, right? He's he's the right. tall, skinny right. Nintendo player, right? He he's is. Gonna get, he's going to get clobbered <laughs> even by the middle by by your mediocre media guy. Um, you know, he's he has he's shown at times that he has great hands uh, and a knack for getting to yes. the net. Go back to yes. game seven against the Bruins. Yes. You know that the the final nail in the coffin sliding into the back door is Perron, you know, stick handled through what four Bruins defenders. But overall, he his, you know, through the, you know, the the struggles of an, you know, a, a long NHL season. His, you know, his physical play isn't. I, I think could be more, uh, I, and I, I definitely don't disagree with with Brian's comments there. Uh, I think Sanford is uh, can be a really good player if nobody takes him, <laughs> and he goes to the front of the net, and 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 people leave him all alone, like last night. He he. We had two Blues players all alone in front of the net. I think it was on the power play, wasn't it? And uh, he got that redirection goal. Nice, nice tip. There was no one on him, so he's he excels in that role when when the other team just forgets about him. I think he he and you're right, Bill. I think he does have very good hands. That's why I was kind of excited about him uh, when we acquired him. I thought, oh, he can he's got some hands. He can he can shoot. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of his game I don't like. Which is, uh, which we can talk about in the uh, Discord chat some more if we'd like. Uh, okay. I am. If you've been watching me here in the last two minutes, uh, I have been trying to figure out what pace Hoffman should be on, and I 
my, my I, I am not a math guy. Uh, there's a reason I got an English degree. Let's put it like that. They're um, over a third of the way through the season. And, I and believe so he needs to be just, over he needs to be over a third of the way to 40 goals. I did the math. I believe he's to have 16 goals. 16? I think it's 16. Okay. But I'm going to ask I, I said 14 15. Uh, I'm going to ask winning unlimited if you wouldn't mind doing that math for uh Hoffman to get f- uh, 40 goals in a 56 game season. How many goals should he have right now? Uh Winning unlimited, so, please so help eight, me the, out. <laughs> so eighteen eighteen point six games is a third of the way through the season. Okay, and if you divide forty by three, that's thirteen. So he needed to have thirteen and a third goals at the eighteen point six game mark. So what we've played now, we've played uh, twenty two <laughs> games. We played twenty two games. So, Sorry. Yeah. Brandon Thomas got a great response there. Whatever, whatever it is, yeah, fifteen, fifteen sounds good to me. Sixteen, Brandon Thomas, let's do some easy math, Jeff. How many beers have you had? <laughs> I'll go back and count them on the the show audio. I can hear the. Yeah. <laughs> I have the answer for that. It's forty. You should have forty by now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Blues won the game five to four. Um, held on to win this game, so uh, that's a couple wins in a row. Uh, and I think um, it really—they're in a soft spot of the schedule right now. So these wins are important, and they've played more games than the teams around them in the standings. And uh, per- win percentage-wise, we are fourth in the West. So we need to gobble up these points to bump up our win percentage to. You know, so when other teams make up those games in hand, that we're, we don't like slip two or three spots in the standings, that'd be nice. Um, um I guess uh, right now, yeah, yeah, Jeff, the center ice spot leading is next. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess right now is our center ice brewery leading. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Hey, I want to want to add real quick. Um, we've got Oilers Live, a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Michael A. Bear. Uh, one of my favorite people to interview, to be quite honest. What a fun last name to say. A-Bear. Love that. A-Bear. Yeah. Uh, Brother Gee. Uh, he says, you guys are 89 minutes in, and I'm just joining. I'm probably way too far behind. Uh, oh, so I think he's starting from the beginning. So you're not going to hear this <laughs> until 89 minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. He's, he's listening live. He goes, while you're doing the math, okay. what is 95% of your listener base? <laughs> Uh, That's a good question. Very intelligent, beautiful, wonderful people who support great sponsors from Let's Go Blues Radio. Is that a Jeopardy question? What is 95% of your listener base? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Actually, that would be an answer. That, that would be an answer. No. Oh, you're right. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would yeah. be an answer. Hmm. That Jeopardy's confusing. I'm just, just going to stick with my my solid, you know, response to everything. Forty. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> we should put up. We should put up uh, 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 ID Life ad the rest of the show just to make up for the goof up earlier. <laughs> uh, we'll do that later. Uh, so, okay, rapid fire hockey tidbit. Well, actually, before we do that, um, up next for the Blues uh, tomorrow, Wednesday night in Anaheim. Tarasenko has been ruled out for that game already. So, but he is very, very close to returning. Uh, they say he's going to return on uh, to the lineup on this road trip. So, in the next few games. And I what, think, uh, how would you feel if he came in? Like his first game in the NHL against the Red Wings, if you remember that game, six nothing win. He's going to score. If he came in and scored two giant goals, he's going to score. And the Blues I, just dominated. I I I, told, I said on Twitter today, I, I was like, uh, he 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 has a flair for the dramatic. I'll be shocked if he doesn't score when he comes back in his first game. Yeah. Shocked. See that that's the hope, but the reality is we're all going to have our our sphincters are going to be so clenched through that entire game. <laughs> it's it's it is going to be the most anxiety-ridden game yep. that I I've watched since uh uh playoffs last year. Yes, you yeah. know somebody's going to drive him into the boards and every Blues fan's going to go, "Oh no." Well, it'll be obvious as for so many shifts with how he plays and how he shoots, um, how his shoulder is to, I mean, if it's game shape or not, because against Vancouver and in the bubble last year, um, you could tell he was, something was wrong. It was, he does not, what did not look right. His, he wasn't shooting, um, shied away from contact. It just wasn't him. So. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, if, uh, Penger and Kelly are to be believed, um, the zips back on his shot. And they were talking about that um, in, uh, I think, the the pregame to yep. the Sharks game the other night. Yep. Um, just how it's 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 looking like it did pre-first time he uh, separated the shoulder. Book it. He's I, scoring in his game in his return. I I, th- I you know, and I know that that obviously it's an upper body, it's a shoulder, but I feel like his shot to me was never going to be in question. It's what we saw in the bubble. Are we going to see a guy who shies away from contact, who's dumping the puck out rather than taking a hit and trying to go forward? You know, that, but that's his, what I'm concerned about. I, his, I think his, his shot, shot wasn't shot very was good still, in the bubble. You know, that's on, that, that, was a, that was a thing too. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, I think after the surgery, that's not something that concerned me. I, I thought that would come well, back. It's a matter of his timing, r- his speed, his ability to take checks and not get hurt. And and honestly, have no issue going into the dirty areas when he needs to because, again, that was something we didn't see in the bubble. And honestly, even before he was hurt, I think we but, started seeing that he was shying away from contact. I know, but the yeah, but the problem was is that the, the surgery didn't take it didn't heal properly, didn't take, and that's why his shot wasn't great. And I think if people see that his shot is great now, I mean that that was I mean. We haven't seen him in practice, uh, but you know, like you said, Pang and, and uh, Kelly, they're they're saying that it's, the, zip, the zip is back, so that is a good indication that the surgery went well this yeah. time. But and, I, and, that, I and that's why, say, and that's why, and that's why people are saying, uh, I, I, me uh, in particular, I want to see him shoot in a game situation uh, with pressure on him. You know, I want to see him let one go uh, with that rebuilt shoulder, and I want to see how it but is. In the, in the same breath, though, 
they're Blues employees. What else are they going to say? I hate to be the pessimist here. Well, but I mean, are they going to say like, oh, we saw Tarasenko in practice and uh, oh, I know he was okay. He was okay. Well, you know, I, I like, know that's not they. And, they've got to hype this team up. They've got to hype it up that he's oh, coming I back. I, I know. And last year in the in the when Tarasenko was uh, practicing before he came back. They were hyping him up. I can't remember them saying that his, you know, his shot was back and he looks as good as ever. Um, I remember them being excited about it, like they're supposed to, like the hype man, the hype men. But uh, I, well, I will, we'll, I will see. Uh, I mean, I'll admit, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. I think he's a guy that is so motivated that he's a guy that he's gonna, he's gonna do whatever he's told by doctors, physical therapists, whoever. And he's going to do what it takes to get back to his in-game form. So if there's ever like a question of, well, you know, does he have the drive to do it? Yes, 100%. He definitely does. It's just a matter of his if his body will allow him to. And um, But again, if, if, if I'm putting my money on one guy to come back from two shoulder sur- surgeries, it's Vladimir Tarasenko, no doubt in my mind. He's also said that uh, he is is out to prove people wrong. That said that he, you know, his his career might be over. All that junk. Um, I think that he took it personally. He at least As did, he this, should. Uh, oh yeah, and well, and like anybody would, you know, uh, he has a lot of pride. And uh, if if he is genuinely uh, very healthy and his shoulder is in very good shape, uh, considering uh, he shouldn't have a problem doing that, proving people wrong. Uh, the Rapid fire hockey tidbits. So the current divisions f- uh, permanent for next season? Question mark. The uh, the this was discussed uh, on uh, and Bettman brought this up. Uh, some people discussed this. Mostly Canadian fans and Canadian media are talking about this because uh, they love the the northern division of all Canadian teams. So the North Division has been well received in Canada, which you know uh, isn't surprising. Uh, some up there would like to see it be a permanent thing moving forward into next season. So uh, I, pff, Bettman said before this season that this was going to be a one-off for these divisions, first of all. Uh, I don't think that these are going to stick and be permanent at all. Not a chance in hell. Um, no way. No, I, I, I can see them restructuring the divisions. Uh, a bit with Seattle coming in and possibly uh, maybe unbalancing the schedules. So there are more Canada versus Canada matchups, uh, but they will absolutely not be keeping these divisions as is. And the NHL is, and I don't have inside information. This is common sense. The NHL is not seriously discussing keeping the divisions permanent as is. They're they're not. They're not going to have the blues in the West permanently. It's not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to take away the Chicago-St. Louis rivalry, the Chicago-Nashville rivalry. I'm just talking as strictly as a Blues fan. There's other rivalries, too, that are screwed up right now. Montreal-Boston, that would go away. That's, a, that's an amazing series, uh, amazing rivalry. That would go away forever. So you can't, they can't do that. Well, um, I, it, I, I just want to add real true, quick, though? Bill. Go ahead. Bill, sorry, I just want to add a comment, and then I'll, I want you to get to your point. Uh, good comment here from Oilers Live. This might be the first season for as long as I can remember that the Oilers have stayed undefeated against the Blues. I think that's a uh, very uh, important comment for this discussion. But, uh, yes, Bill, <laughs> go ahead, please. Yeah. So, you know, divisional alignment uh, is is not the same thing as, you know, as what we're going through this season where you're only playing against those teams. If 
you know, if, if we're back to travel, you could still have the Canadian division, uh, you know, an all Canadian division, you know, but then travels back. So you're still going to have those rivalry games. Do I think it's going to happen? No. You know, I, I we're not going to have NHL seasons going forward that where you're only going to play the same seven teams over and over again. That that won't happen. They're Charles no. coming back. Right. How you have the divisions aligned, it's it's a different thing. Um, should there be some changes? Yes, probably. I mean, I I actually love the idea of breaking up the divisions, you know, getting away from the the regionality that is there. And that's the one thing the Canadian division has done. You know, you have teams on, you know, in four different time zones in the same division. And I think it should be that way. So because the East Coast teams, you know, we've talked about it many, many times on the show. You you could play a, a, an away game against your geographically farthest rival and you're sleeping in your own bed the same night. You don't do that. You know, the Blues can't do that uh, in the West. So, you know, if there was any experimentation, uh, you know, with, with divisional alignment, I'd like to see it. You know, and instead of, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, doing it by, by time zone, you know, maybe, maybe do it, uh, you know, just more longitudinally. I don't know. And and I've said I've said before that I think the NHL, especially with them expanding even more, and I think in the next ten years, I think we might see more expansion talk. Um, why not take an MLB approach? I mean, once you get fans back in the stands and you're making more money, I mean they make more money every year than they than they ever have every single year. Obviously, with with the exception of COVID stepping in and making a change there, but. Why not take a more MLB approach and have your division or your conference be all over the map rather than in a geographical location? Because then you're talking about. Well, go ahead, Kirk. What, uh, well, I, I was going to say it, I, I'm not against that. And if they did do that, um, I I said this on Twitter that um, they really need to consider also doing what. Uh, MLB does, and if you travel to a city, play a team twice. So you yeah. say, say, say you're traveling, uh, you know, you're not doing regional regional division necessarily. So you have some teams that are farther out there. So when you travel out there, you won't have to go there as many times during a season if you if you go there say twice during a season and play them two times each when you're there. That's I I think I'd be for that anyway. I think that would save teams a lot of travel. So every time you go to a city, you play them twice, save a lot on travel. Uh, and there would be a lot of cool storylines uh, throughout the season heading into that second game. Something happens in game one, oh boy, tune in for game two, see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, almost like a little mini-series, a two-game thing, where do you get the split, do you not? Uh, which, is what they're do- which is what they're doing now. Um, so I think uh, that would be uh, the way to go, especially if they do divisions that aren't uh, just your region. Well, and I think that you could like group it too in a really fun way. You could put like St. Louis and Chicago with the New York teams, you know, and and then you're talking about, you know, you see a rivalry game between the the Blues and the Blackhawks for two games in a row. 
Then they're going to head out east. They're going to play the Rangers, who all of a sudden have become a rival. And then the Rangers, after they play the Blues, are going to play the Islanders. I mean, it's there's a lot of fun things you could do with the schedule if you did both those things. And I, I, I don't think they'll they'll ever do that, but I think that would make it very interesting and would open up a lot of interest in terms of rivalry renewal yeah. and just new rivalries being built uh, with the schedule. Yeah, and and I think you know Brandon Toma's uh, point. It, it, it comes it financially. It, you know, it, money is going to be the ultimate decision maker here. I think I think it probably does make more sense to you know to do you know uh, multiple games in a city uh, rather than having to constantly travel uh, after every game, um, every road game. So that that might. Uh, you know, have some traction, uh, but you know, getting away from the 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 way that it is built regionally, um, ultimately isn't going to make financial sense at least at least not for you know your your Boston Bruins and uh, Montreal Canadiens, Philadelphia Flyers, the the teams that have a lot of sway in the board of governors, right, um, right, and and th- but that's that's what sucks, and that's what a lot of people bitch about with the NHL is the fact that all these Northeast teams have all the swagger, they have the sway, they're the ones that are saying, you know, I mean, look at Jeremy Jacobs. It seems like that guy makes every decision the NHL wants. And it's it's just, it's it. if you want more, you know, if you want more cohesion and you want fans to, to, to understand more why things are done the way they're done, I think this is something you should at least consider because everyone outside of the Northeast just – feels like they don't matter. I mean, you look at the games shown on TV, you look at what the NHL discusses like on their own website, it's always the Northeast stuff. And I'm not sitting here as a Blues fan complaining about it. It's somebody who has, has looked through NHL blog sites and has listened to other NHL podcasts. That's the discussion constantly that comes up. It's come up on this show. It's come up all over. Uh, Patrick Kane um, likes the Blues reverse retro jerseys. <laughs> Does that surprise you guys? And <laughs> no, because we hate both the retro jerseys <laughs> and Patrick Kane. So it gives a, it gives you another reason to hate Patrick Kane because he has you, shitty taste in jerseys. You know why he likes those jerseys, right? And I'm not even making a joke by saying this. It's because the St. Louis Blues have added red to their jerseys, and he is a Chicago Blackhawk. He said, "It pains me yeah. to say this, but the Blues throwback with the red." That's an he goes. He likes that. I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, he, I, think I, it, I think. I honestly think if he was drafted by the St. Louis Blues, I think he would not like this jersey. I think nobody I, I would love likes to this get jersey. An honest. Well, a lot of people do. Unfortunately, no, 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 no. What I mean is nobody that. Okay, a lot. Of, a lot of fans like it, and we've we've went over this so many times, but I don't think many players like it. You could tell by when they were uh, talking about him before they wore them uh, pretty much you saying well that's something there's a lot of red they're certainly bold <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do i am actually gonna message friend of the show brandon bullig and i'm gonna ask him what he thinks <laughs> well, because he would have uh, an interesting well, take right grew up a blues for, fan yeah played for the chicago blackhawks i wonder what he thinks so I'm I'm gonna send him a text right now and hope that uh And if he doesn't get back with you off by text by texting him at eleven twenty five at night. 
if he doesn't get back with you by the end of the show, uh, and he gets back with you after, maybe he'll be in the Discord chat. Where we'll be. That's, That's true. Right. So you'll want to join us for that. Let's go blues dot com slash discord after the show, guys. Uh, so since we're on, um, you know, the supposed rapid fire tidbits around the NHL, breaking news: hmm. Montreal Canadiens fire goaltending coach Stefan Waite and hire Sean Burke as his Ooh. replacement. <laughs> so, Sean Burke. Sean. I, Sean Burke, who ask... has been shopping himself as a GM, takes a goalie coach role wow. in a town where. Mark Bergevin's been there for six years. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah. Wyshynski tweeted this out. Somebody retweeted somebody with this theory that it's it's a the beginning of a coup by Burke. And Wyshynski tweeted saying, uh, "This is Game of Thrones level stuff. I love it." Burke was always <laughs> the guy. Burke was always the guy that uh, came up in trade rumors with the Blues back in what was it the early two thousands? Um, something oh, like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, all, they, blue, they wanted blue fans wanted him because the Blues were, were struggling with getting a, a, mm -hmm. a the guy in net, you know, at the time. And uh, Burke's name came up in trade talks a lot, a lot. Uh, Bill, yeah, I want to ask you as a Montreal guy. Um, I, I, I actually think I sung his praises a couple weeks ago on the show about goalie development because for the longest time, Sean Burke was with the Coyotes as a goalie coach, part time goalie coach, which was interesting. What do you think? I I love the move of bringing him in for any role. I I I think he has been great since retiring from the NHL. Yeah. What do you think? No, he uh, he he was pretty much responsible for you know reviving Devin Dubnik's career. I mean, Dubnik yeah. was a very high draft pick by the Oilers. Um, never uh, never made it, right, Michael? Um, I mean, he he was uh, always you know always just uh, not not good enough to cut it. Um, I think uh, Oilers are all too familiar with that goalie tune. Um, not that it was too dissimilar to what we've had in St. Louis over the years, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But Dubnik, uh, you know, he he found himself, uh, you know, when uh, when he was in uh, Arizona, and um, you know, Berkey was the uh, the coach there. I like it. You know, I. I I think you know that Carey Price is signed for another five years, um, <laughs> so you know you're you're not changing the goalie. Um, Stefan Waite's been there for several several years, um, and you know Price's you know, his his struggles are you know he he's he is the you know probably the most heralded goaltender of the gener of this generation of, of goaltenders. Um, but because he's what? never been able to win a cup and, and been on really bad Canadians teams, his, he, you know, he, he's not gotten to the heights that he should have gotten to. And, you know, hopefully getting a new perspective in there will, will help him right the ship. They won tonight. And then they announced after the game <laughs> that they, they fired Wade. Hey, Bill, Bill uh, if Montreal were to eat some of Price's salary, would you want the Blues to trade for Price? Mm, Bennington for Price? No. No. Not Hell at this no. point. Not with five years left on that contract. Five, Hell no. It, so he makes $10 million, something like that? Yeah, ten and a half. So if they were to eat $4 million of that and it's six a year? Could they? Uh, they're not going to eat it over the entire contract. I don't. I don't think could, that's allowed. They, and there, say, there's. Yeah. I don't know why couldn't they? they that's not they, allowed. I, don't, I I think it's against uh, the the CBA. You can you can eat salary. 
You can you can take salary. Not that much yeah, though. Yeah, but right? oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the line. I know. I don't know what the line is. I'm just whatever the. It's I don't know. I don't think it's that much. I don't think you could eat that much. <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Is there a number, Bill? What if you could? What if they could eat? What if they, a team could retain a, any number, any percentage of salary? Is there a number that that Price would have to be making for you to say, okay, I'll trade Bennington for Price with five years left on the contract? No, not with five years left on the contract. Not, know, not, he, okay. So, uh, same, yeah. same salary as Bennington. Was it four? What's it make? Four and a half? Four, four, four seven, four, five. Four, seven, five? I think something like that. Um, no, I. At this point, no. Just okay. too many, too many years left on that contract. And he's uh, thirty-four. How is he? Thirty-four, thirty-three. What is he? Uh, yeah, thirty-three, thirty-four. He's, yeah. he's, yeah. I mean, you're you're talking. You're going to have you know a, a thirty-eight, thirty-nine-year-old at the end of that contract. Mm. Well, Brian Roberts says you can retain fifty percent. No, okay. but that's, can you do that right. over right. five years? I don't know. I think he's I, right. I, I don't yeah, see why not. Can. I think you can. He's right. And, 50% and sounds what, right. What same, what same team would do that? I mean, oh, I, yeah, don't you go the buyout? A team with money. You, you go the buyout route before you do that. To pay, pay a, a guy to play a, for re- another team. I could see like an Ottawa doing that, but I think the question then becomes would Montreal trade him to Ottawa? No. They'll always be in the same division, <laughs> even yeah. if it's yeah, a Canadian division. I, I could walk from Montreal to Ottawa. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anything? Uh, anything else we got, guys? We're gonna close up the show and head over to Discord. No, no. I, I got nothing left. I mean, I'll just add that uh, you know we had a lot of comments tonight, and I'm sorry, everybody. I say this every week lately. I wasn't able to get to, we weren't able to get to all these. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the unofficial comment tracker, uh, and uh, it's just been hard to get to everybody. So thank you, everyone, for for tuning in. And Oilers Live, uh, again, Michael A. Bear. Oilers Live, we, we plug Teal Town USA all the time. Oilers Live is a fantastic show. If you're wanting to hear anything about, right now I'm sure it's mostly the Canadian division, but typically... He has people on from all NHL teams. Obviously, I've been on his show. Um, you know, it's it's a very very fun show to participate in. He uh, he he streams on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube all over the place. And uh, just a, a great show if you're looking for any anything about the Oilers, anything going on in the Canadian division right now. Uh, that's Oilers. I think it's Oilers Live, uh, Michael. If I'm incorrect with that, please correct me. But I believe the URL is Oilers.Live. Great stuff. And again, of course, Eric joined us earlier from uh, Teal Town, uh, Teal Town USA, the best Sharks podcast there is. I don't even know if they have any competition, but I think great friends of the show. They do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just we love those guys. They're they're fantastic. So Teal Town USA, uh, they're in our division this year, obviously. So a lot of fun to tune into them and and, uh, you know hear what they have to say about what's going on in the West Division. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. 
There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centerizedbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood located at 3126 Olive, uh, Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's sunrisebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 25 of season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go blues radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. I'm Kurt Price until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus board at the war Memorial at eight. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.